Um, okay, Minnesota 3, uh, the recap of book 5 and 6. Okay, book 5 is Memnock the Devil. Uh, I'm not a big fan of this book though. Anyway, um, in Memnock the Devil, it starts, uh, Lestat drains this mobster known as Roger. And then after he drains the mobster and kills him, the ghost of Roger comes back and is like, Yo, Lestat, I want you to look out for my daughter. Her name is Dora. And then um, Lestat is very infatuated with Dora. He has visions of her and he follows her. And then when he's about to drink her blood, she talks to him. And this is very strange because most of the time when you've been put in the is it dance macabs? A thing where they do that thing with their eyes and you're or they put you in that trance thing. You don't know what's happening to you. And so he's really shocked. And so we find out later that Dora is a televangelist. And so Lestop decides he's gonna look after Dora and he puts aside his feelings for her and yeah during the time he was talking dora he um he was feeling like he was being stalked and he's feeling really weird and he's warned by david and dora that there's something um bigger that is stalking him and he should be like concerned but as usual that is like whatever later on he meets his stalker stalker is telling him my name is memnock and I'm actually the devil. Mm-hmm. So then Memnock is like, yo, I need your help, Lestat. And so he's, Lestat is intrigued. So then Memnock takes Lestat and takes him on a tour of heaven and hell. And then Memnock retells the Bible stories. And also the way there's a retelling of the stories in the book. Um later on i think i will go into this but i don't want to right now because wow it's so much but the point is there's a retelling of the stories and the devil is like i'm not actually a bad person i actually work for god to bring souls um then later on what happens let's start meets jesus christ and Jesus Christ gives him his blood to drink. Yo. <laughs> of all the Andres books, this is the most hilarious one. And so after he drinks this book, um, Christ also wipes his his face with the veil of Saint Veronica. And then he gives this veil to um Lestat. And Lestat is really moved by all of this. And then he tells the devil, you know what? I don't believe your, your, your drama. I'm not going to work with you against God. And so after he says this, Memnock is enraged. And he's like, yo, what the fuck? And then he's trying to snatch the veil from, from Lestat. But instead, he takes out Lestat's left eye. Lestat manages to run away from the devil, comes back to earth, shares his experience with David, Dora, and Amand. Amanda and Dora are moved by the story. They're also touched by the veil. And then they decide, oh my God, we need to tell everybody about this. So Amand decides to immolate himself as 
a miracle as a sign like a miracle like people will see this and be like oh my god it's a miracle and after this evaluation um what happens uh, the stark lives with david and when they they live and then they meet up with maharet maharet meets at um returns uh let's start his eye which was taken by the devil don't ask me how this is done i don't understand and uh, but then he wants um let's start that whatever the devil was telling him was all and was for some other purpose and then let's start goes crazy and once he goes crazy maharet orders that that um Lestat is to be chained in the but in the is to be chained in the convent that is controlled by the vampire so that he does not do any harm to himself and to others that's how book 5 ends book 6 mm, book 6 is the is called the vampire amand book 6 is the history of amand Now Lestat is still going through some things after his devil talk and the whole convent is is reunited to protect him and whatever and then so David is like yo since we're all waiting on this dude to wake up we cannot just be hanging tell me your story so Amand decides to tell David his story Amand was born in Warsaw in Kiev and when he was part of Russia and he was an icon painter and he lived in a monastery and he had set his life for devotion for the lord and all those things so during his devotionals for the lord he's taken by slave traders and to Constantinople where he's sold to work in a brothel so while working in this brothel he's purchased by Marius Romanus we all know Marius and Marius is this is this rich renaissance painter and he has this group of boys working for him living with him in his house and in their house he mentors these boys and he teaches them painting and Amand and then he renames Amand as Amadeo and he tells Um, Amadeo contrasts his life of extravagant luxury and riches with how he was in the brothel and how they were poor and they had to fight for food and whatever. And so later on Amand Amadeo Devel and Marius get closer and they're around 15 and 16 and so they begin to have a sexual relationship. <laughs> the old times was crazy because what the hell um so when they're having this relationship he gets um more privileges because he's not the houseboy of the other boys he's given privileges because he's sleeping with Marius and Marius decides he's going to teach him the ways of sex so he takes him to a brothel where he teaches him where he learns about sex with both and the perspective of men and in the perspective of women this is because Amadeo stroke Armand is straight up bisexual so Armand learns all of this he revels in this then he begins a sexual relationship with some dude known as Lord Halleck 
Ooh, Lord Halleck is infatuated with Amadeo and he wants him, but then Amadeo has left. Later on, Amadeo meets up with this um, high society babe known as Bianca. Bianca, they begin to have relationships. As usual, dubious consent is a major, major plot in most if not all of Andrei's novels, especially when it comes to these nubile-looking kids, my friends. <laughs> if you ever read the sleep, um, the Sleeping Beauty Chronicles, that is when you'll know Dabcon. Major plot in most of Andrei's novels. So later on when she's ha- he's having an affair with Bianca, yeah, they're together then he finds out that Marius is actually a vampire he's so intrigued so he's like, oh my god Marius, I want you to teach me how to be a vampire Marius is like, okay, now I'm not gonna turn you, but I'm gonna show you about vampireness so Marius takes Amanda Amanda stroke Amadeo out on hunts and shows tells him that we can only be hunting bad people, you know, that's who we hunt, blah blah blah. So one time Marias is away on whatever vampires be doing and Amadeo is at home. Then Lord Halak breaks in because he's been looking for Amadeo, you know, infatuation be real. So when he comes back, um he finds Amadeo. He has this fight. He kills two of Amadeo's apprentices. And after killing the apprentices, he stabs um, uh, Amadeo with a poison knife. And then Amadeo manages to kill Lord Halak. But now he's dying. Marius manages to come back and then he sees Amadeo is dying. So he decides to heal Amadeo and then he gives him the dark gift. So after giving him the dark gift, they now go. He has a coffin next to Marius. And Marius insists on teaching him art and teaching him the way of hunting. Eventually, they take a trip to Russia, the hometown of Amadeo. And while they're over there, um, while they're over there, he meets his parents and he doesn't tell them he's a vampire, but his parents are like, oh my God, thank God you're still alive. And although the dark gift has different effects on people I guess when they get it according to Andres and it really doesn't affect Amadeo as much although he does get nightmares and he's kind of sad to see his dad is a drunk but he manages to close the chapter on meeting his parents so now when they come back with Marius they meet the vampire Santino who I mistakenly call Santiago Santino is that crazy ass vampire and he's like he wants them to join his coven and okay um Amadeo actually or oh, Santino comes in um and then he takes over Marius's coven and then he it looks like he has killed Marius but it Marius never really dies and then he wants to make Amanda part of his convent and then Amand later on leaves forms his coven and then this is where Lestat will finally come and join them and then it eventually it will read to the theater the one we talk about in interview with the vampire one and 
then yeah he talks about that his history then later he also tells david what happened after the immolation because we are talking about according to according to the other book it's it's left it like when amand immolated himself he died but amand is like he does not understand why he died because he was exposed to the sun and when he's exposed to the sun he comes back no he's he doesn't die but he's left in a weakened state so he begins to communicate telepathically to these two children sibyl and benji um eventually he manages to get sibyl and benji to lure some people up to where he is and then he drains these people and comes back to normal after he comes back to normal he decides to take sibyl and benji under his wing he gives them money gives them support but then he doesn't want to turn them to vampires however one day he comes back and finds that marius has turned both sibyl and benji into vampires he's really pissed because he wanted sibyl and benji to grow up and not experience vampirism but he finds that benji is actually quite thrilled to be a vampire and marius is like i did this for you because i knew eventually you'd be sad if you didn't do it blah 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 blah. as usual all these vampires are so toxic and toxicity is everywhere anyway that's the story of amand we finished book six (laughs) all right